Hey, thank you so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I talk about how uncomfortable I am celebrating my birthday, somehow hairpin turning into a Lena Dunham bash, plus the dentist and your ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Shop loopandclip.com. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. What an ungrateful little bitch. Paula. I probably should get my hooch checked out first. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 371. We are Sisters Who Podcast. Yes, yes, we are. Okay, I'm only going to say this one time, and then I don't want to discuss it for another year. All right? Okay. This show is dropping on my birthday. Yes. And Daryl's been trying to get me to do stuff all week. He's like, so I said, oh, yeah, I really like that or that. And he goes, would you like to go do that? I don't know. Maybe Wednesday? (laughs) And I said, why? Why would we do it on Wednesday? He's like, I don't know, just for fun. You want to take the day off with me and go do something? <laughs> God. Well, what were your plans for your birthday? I have no plans. I asked for a piece of carrot cake. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's all. That's all. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of celebrating my birthday. And it was funny. I was on Instagram uh, yesterday, late night. I couldn't sleep. When I'll tell you why in a minute. But... Uh, Lena Dunham's birthday was two days ago and okay. she said I've always been one of these people and she takes it to the next level because she's such an attention whore and so she's like I you know I've always felt this innate guilt about my birthday I don't like to celebrate it I've canceled many birthdays at the last minute like parties where people have literally said yeah let's have a birthday party where she's canceled after caterers had been hired and you know all this kind of crap where people are literally out money why, because why she cancels would she it. do that? Because she's a stupid and she's just a brat. And so she's like, this year I've decided I am happy. Damn it. I'm 32 and I'm celebrating she's my 32? birthday. 32? Yes. Oh, my God. How old God. do you think she was? I want to throw up. I thought she was at least like 40 or something. Oh, no, she just looks like she's 40. No, she's in her 30s. And I struggle with Lena Dunham because I hate her. To me... I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. Not a fan. I don't like her art. I don't. I barely got through this the series Girls. I didn't. I I made it through maybe a couple episodes. The first season was good, but after that, I started thinking. And and listen, I'm not from New York. I don't know anything about where they live, but I started realizing there were no people of color. There was no variety. It was all just a bunch of white privileged bitches. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this can't be real New York. It's like when Friends came on and there was, you know, Rachel was in the fashion industry and she didn't have even one gay friend. Like, there was nothing. <laughs> it's like, this I don't even real. think she had an education, to be honest. I don't even know how she ended up where she ended up. You know? Well, it was a fictional show. You know? I know. I mean, but my point is, is that it, it didn't... Yeah, Show they all ended up. Reality. They all ended up with these fantastic. Right. It, it was just 
stupid. So, the, so Girls was a lot like that. After the first season, I went, God, I'm, I'm struggling to stay in the realm of this show because this is not what New York looks like. It, this isn't possible. It just doesn't work. And so I know they tried to punch it up towards the end where they had her sleeping with a black guy and all this stuff, but it felt very ridiculous. What I struggled with is the fact that she was con- constantly naked and... <laughs> I just yes her boobs look like dog noses and yeah I agree with that but you know what I'm not saying that that, you know everybody who is on camera has to look beautiful but I mean she just truly did gave zero fucks and I'm just like yeah if I'm gonna be on camera I'm gonna at least try and suck in as I walk by or something like that she prided herself on poor lighting so that sex looked real and I don't think that we need you know, we don't need to see that because we all have sex. We, we know, know what, what sex looks, looks like. like. And that's probably why we turn off the lights. <laughs> For many of us, yes. And so I'm like... But I have to say, if it wasn't for girls, we wouldn't have Adam Driver, who was literally the best thing that came out of that, that show. Is so true. God, Kylo Ren. Oh, I just love Adam Driver and everything he does. He's so good. He's such a good actor. I love his roots. I love that he was a Marine. That is the hottest thing I think about him. There's a lot of guys who have a lot of men in the acting world who have roots in the hero work, whether it's uh, the armed forces or police or fire department it's rare but Um, it happens i guess steve buscemi was a fire department was in the he was a fireman yeah and you know what i love about that is he actually went into his old station after 9 11 and worked for like a week and nobody knew no one knew Mm -hmm. like that just even his freak face bubbly eyes it just like it makes him (laughs) so hot to me it really does. Actually, you know, it's sadder. This is the worst mm. part. He was married to his wife for 30 years, and she just passed away like a year ago. You took the words right out of my mouth, I was going to say. So not only was he, a, not only is he a hero, he doesn't brag about it, and he is loyal to his wife. And, and he's famous. He's a fantastic yes. actor. And I'm just yes. like, and he's humble. I know. And he's friends with Adam Sandler, which, you know, to me, that's a kudos, because I like Adam Sandler. I think he's a decent guy. Uh, he, you know what? Uh, let me tell you a side story about Adam Sandler before we move on to gush about Steve Buscemi's bubble eyes. I know what you're going to say, and it's going to make me cry. No, it's not. What? What? How do you know? I'll tell you a story about Adam Sandler after you tell me a story about Adam Sandler. Okay. Some people that I was not best friends with him, but I knew them well. Our children swam with their children in high school. Their son was basically born with cancer. Okay. And he went blind because he had it in his eyes. So he was able to swim competitively because we were able to like touch his head. So he knew when to flip turn and, and he, he was on the, the rec team that the kids swam on for years. And it was really cool. Then he went on to high school and he swam for the high school team. And it was a really cool thing. Well, he was not going to recover. And I think he passed away at the age of 20, 21. So he lived much longer than he was supposed to. They used right. to go to Tahoe. They, they went to Tahoe all the time. They had a cabin. They would do sledding and all kinds of cool stuff up there. Adam Sandler was at a place that they were at. And he was a big fan. Mm-hmm. Austin was a big fan of his. And so they said, oh, my gosh, you know, he would love to meet you. So Adam, he spent hours with them. Wow. Talked to him, kept in touch. 
yeah, I mean, I get a little lump in my throat now, but he was super, super accommodating and just hung with them and was super happy to meet him and very, and he had his kids with him. Mm-hmm. Really down to earth dude. And so I know people talk shit about Adam Sandler and his crappy movies. Personally, I find them, I always can find something in them I think are funny. I love his movies. I don't even I care. <laughs> I know. Well, it's a, it's, you can tell they're having fun and he only makes movies with his friends now. So like how hard, how bad of a life can that be? You know, and Steve Buscemi, as you said, is one of them. But go ahead. What's your story? So he did a make a wish with this little kid. I guess they, you know, they hung out like the whole day. I don't know what they did. I don't know if he was like on set at a movie or if they were hanging out somewhere or they played basketball or they just did a bunch of fun stuff. Every year on that kid's birthday for like the rest of, you know, until he turned 18 or something like that. Mm -hmm. He called that kid on his birthday every year. That is so sweet. Can you believe that? No. I mean, yes, I do believe it. Like, who does that, though? There's deadbeat fathers that don't even call their kids on their birthdays. No shit. No kidding. But there's a celebrity that remembers to call a -a Make-A-Wish kid on his birthday. Every year. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that it just proves that there are people, regardless of their status or their fame, that are really good people. I mean, like, does Adam Sandler go around telling everybody that he calls his kid every year? Probably not. No, the kid no. is probably just over the moon. You know how I found that out, actually, is when I worked for the TV station, one of the ladies we hired, she had worked for Make-A-Wish for like mm-hmm. like 15 years as a program director. So mm-hmm. she would set up the wishes. Okay. She quit because she just says, you know, it gets to you after a while. You know, you just oh, can't. sure. You can't do it anymore. And burnout. so. Well, and it's just. Emotional burnout. You can only handle that for so long i mean yes it's rewarding but you know you can only watch you can only watch so many kids die you know i mean that's i don't understand how oncology doctors can do that like that would be really rough i i think because they are just driven to you know finding the cure finding the finding the remissions patients or something like that especially like a pediatric oncologist i mean god damn i just i could not think of anything worse but anyways, so I don't even so know how Steve got Buscemi is a hero yes. and we like him. <laughs> Kylo Ren, he's amazing. Kylo Ren's hot. I don't yes. know who else there is. Well, I mean, Stipe uh, from the UFC, he's a firefighter. And... Yeah, there's a lot of them like that. Um, so anyway, yeah, so my birthday, I'm not doing anything unless Daryl has something planned, which I have no idea. And, I'm sure um, you're going to get some sort of jewelry or something like no, that. No, I'm not a big jewelry person as much. Well, now flowers. that you've got all your J-Lo earrings, so. <laughs> I do, and I love them. What else are you going to get? I mean, Mariah <laughs> Carey's, you know, diamond something. Diamond no. crusted I'm not into vagina ring or No, I'm something. not into diamonds as much as you are. Oh, my God. I, I didn't even them. read the article, but I barely <laughs> saw the title, and she just, the woman was complaining about how big her engagement ring was, and I'm just like, you fucking um, moron. What? You fucking moron. She was trying to get her fiancé to trade it in for something a little smaller, and I'm just like, what um, is wrong what? with you? Who is this person, and how did she? I couldn't even read the article, because I was I so, angry. so angry. <laughs> and he just says, but it's the ring you deserve, and that's what he kept telling her, and I'm just oh like, this God. has to be fictional. This absolutely has to be fictional there is no way and not only that but uh take the ring back and kick her to the curb man seriously what is what she an some, ungrateful little bitch is she some sort of like granola eating hiker that you if know if she was a granola eating hiker he never would have bought her a ring he would have tied he would have fashioned something out of hemp yeah just get her a little skinny gold band and, i'd be like you know, fine here 
take let your, her take your let hemp her f- ring free climb up a hill and hopefully she falls off yeah that's unacceptable unacceptable I, I don't that's so sweet though if that's true if it's true no that's not sweet at all that's that's stupid no him saying oh oh, oh. no saying yeah. that this is the ring you deserve no that, there are a lot of women who are like oh you know there's for a- punishment go to one of those dominatrix places in san francisco <laughs> and get your ass kicked there's a lot of women out there who are not a big fan of the big rock, whether it's a moral issue because they think small children are digging them up in the mines or it's just garish or whatever. And I think they're in the minority, to be honest with you. But, you know, I would think if you're proposing to one of those types of women, you would not be purchasing a large knuckle ring. I mean, you can always not have them soldered and not wear the engagement ring all the time and just wear the band and then maybe oh, wear yeah. the ring out like on special occasions. I don't know. Or, I, oh, my God. I'd wear that thing all the time. All the time. Jamie, you do wear that thing all the time. Oh, by the way, did you know that soldering is old school? No one does that anymore. The only reason why you would solder is if like the band... It was like a, a completion to the set. Like it clicked in somehow or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Oh, yes. I really think you've missed your calling, Paula. I really think that you should be working in the jewelry industry. Well, I told you the gemology school's like in San Luis Obispo or something like that. And it takes like four years or two years or something like that. It's And it's an on-campus school. I bet that you can do a lot of that prereq shit here online. I almost Maybe. guarantee it. Well, I've decided I'm going to marry for money next time. Yeah, you sound like Stephanie. She said the same thing. She goes, next time I'm marrying for money, I she goes, mark my words. I will oh, never please. marry for love again. She got with Jerry <laughs> when she was 24. What did she know? <laughs> she was marrying for love. That's what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to marry for... Uh, marry for money. Marry for money. Love mm. will come. I think. You can grow affection for someone. Right? I mean, it's, I'm I'm not marrying for, like, money, yes, but not age. Like, they can't be old. Oh, you don't want to outlive them? Well, I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to You don't want to be a caretaker? Person. No. I don't <laughs> want them to have, like, liver spots and <laughs> well, no hair you know and, what? like, tucking t-shirts and, you know. Oh, my God. Those cargo Have, shirts. like, high-waisted jeans and. I was, where was I? God, I can't remember. I was somewhere and there was a gentleman standing at a counter and I walked by him. And you know those hard leather shoes that small children wear, but they're like sandals and they have the rubber bottoms, not Crocs. They were leather. Saltwater shoes? Or? No, they're well, they're like adult salt. They, they have a closed toe. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. They're very popular. They, they were really popular long time ago and they seem to be making a comeback. He was wearing pleated oh it was i think we were up in mendocino when i saw this he was wearing like pleated khaki shorts and those sandals and a polo shirt that's not a bad look yeah it wasn't a good look to me i didn't think it looked very good how old was he 50 ish i mean what he looked like a giant toddler what kind of footwear would you expect him to wear uh topsiders uh i don't know something a little more mature i mean you want your underlings to breathe it was not a good look for him and i just looked at him going you have small children and your wife dressed you that's all i can see that's all i see is some it's a very conservative look and it was not and first of all nobody looks good in pleated shorts first of all Uh, flat panel is the way to go pleated shorts are awful and they're old school well i mean a long time ago 
You know, I just think of Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, you're right. I get that. But, I, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't a good look. And I was like, wow, I've never been more unattracted to a man in my life looking at that. <laughs> was he even good looking, though? No. No, well, then that's looked... why, Jamie. Well, no, you know what? No, I take that back. He wouldn't scare me off the street. He had a dad bod <laughs> and he had his hair gelled well. He was cute. He's obviously cared for. There's a woman in his life. He's clearly cared for. But it just was so homogenized and so just there was nothing sexual about this person to me. I mean, I was not sexual. I can find a guy who's a dad who's clearly got a woman and family and all of that. And I can still think he's attractive. I'm like, oh, I can see where, you know, I can see that going somewhere if I was single or whatever. But I mean, do you do that? Do you look at men and go, eh, I could do it? I do that all the time. I don't know. I think I'm just too angry to really look <laughs> at men and... I don't, you know, I'm still in the phase of where I just don't notice. You know, that's not true. We were somewhere the other day. It was Mother's Day. I forgot where we were. Maybe we were at the restaurant or something like that. And um, we heard like little Mexican music somewhere as we were walking by. And so I started like, dun, 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 you know, and I was doing like a little dance. Oh, by the way, Daryl says that's a UG move. Doing a little Mexican dance? Yes. Uh, we were sitting there doing something. <laughs> we were sitting at a restaurant or something doing something. I started doing this sway back and forth with my head staying still. And I was just looking at him deep in his eyes and I was doing the move. He goes, by the way, he goes, you know, that's a classic Ugg move. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, even your mother does that. The little oh, Mexican God. dance. The little Mexican dance. And I'm like, I had no idea. How hilarious. Anyway, so you were doing it. So I was doing it and I didn't realize there was a whole table full of Mexicans. And Victor's just like, he's all, you know, they all were doing the lean back with their beer eyes just staring at you. And I'm just like, what can I say? I'm all Mexicans like me. I'm blonde hair and blue eyed. And you're Mexican and they can well, see it. Oh, my. I don't know if they can see it or not yes, they i was can. trying to tell olivia because we were listening to uh, selena in the bathroom when we were getting ready Love and selena. i was she was trying to do her mexican dance and i'm like no i well, the key is you have to keep your torso perfectly still yes and then you can only move your butt and your hips only your hips it's the washing and so, machine <laughs> and so she, i was showing her and she's just like that's really hard i'm like you have to practice Baila. <laughs> yes it is. It isn't hard when you're older, though. And maybe she didn't get our, um, you know, our level of jalapeno. But Well, she's just a flail right now. I mean, yes. my God. Yes. Well, I don't know. I've seen some small children with a lot of us in them and they they've got the moves. Well, they've just had parents instill them. I let my yeah. kids be free spirits and they <laughs> they come up with all these crazy dance moves. They're like we were when we were kids. Yeah, they'll get it eventually. <laughs> they'll figure it out. They'll embrace their, their culture. Um, okay, so I don't even know how that got off the rails like that, but Lena Dunham is celebrating a birthday, everyone. So congratulations to her for embracing her her att- the attention that she so vastly needs and deserves. I, on the other hand, will have a slice of carrot cake and a glass of champagne and call it a day. That's it. And I don't begrudge people who celebrate their birthday. I, I adult people. I mm-hmm. just find it. I find it a little silly, <laughs> personally. To have a big party and presents and all that. I think it's weird. I think there's something weird about that. But I know people do it and it's totally fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with going out to dinner with a bunch of friends or whatever, you know, but just having the big, it's my birthday month, everyone. That's I just, the part I don't get. I people who that. claim a whole month or a whole week or anything like that. I don't like it. I, I mean, I know. I mean, I didn't even do that with my own children. It's like, it's your week. It's like, yeah. no, it's the day. I don't know. I mean, 
I don't. I can't think of an, an. I cannot think of one situation where I'd find it appropriate to celebrate my birthday for a week or a month. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. No, I, I think I, I'm I, just mean. I just think I'm just. I don't think anyone's allowed anything good. No, this is me. Anytime it comes close to my birthday, I secretly hope everyone forgets so I can be <laughs> mad at them. And I don't know why. I do the same thing with Mother's Day. I, know, I just I always so am secretly hoping that they all forget and that way I can have like something to hold against them for the rest of their lives. I don't know what it is about people and, and us included where when it comes to monumental days or funerals or weddings or births everyone turns into a crazy person. I don't know what that is, including us. Like, I, I put so much effort into trying to ignore my birthday. I might as well just freaking celebrate it. Like, what does it matter? It's no big deal, you know? But I don't want to celebrate getting old. I really don't. But, you know, like I've told Darren, I'm like, look, the alternative is worse. So if I have to celebrate my birthday to keep you happy, fine, I will I will do it. But I don't, I don't want it to... I don't want to look at it like that. I just... I don't know. I, I, it's such a weird thing for me. As much as we enjoy the podcast, mm-hmm. I and and doing it, I'm not a big fan of getting a lot of attention. <laughs> I, and it's weird because you would think we we love to showcase. We talk at, twice a week. You would think that we love the attention, but it's indirect though. Well, like I've told you, I never listen to our shows because I don't want to hear myself and yeah. I don't look at the numbers anymore. So I have no clue how many people actually listen. Why? Why don't you even you're not you don't want to know? Um, I'm pretty OK not knowing, oh, you know, well, I just that's fine. You know, it's it's not really like, you know, a thing for me anymore. I'm just like, right. Just it's just a little hobby, I guess. And it's not a little hobby. That's crazy. Why would you say that? I don't know. I just, I mean, it's not, I don't mean it's like a little hobby and it's not just, you know, I get on my bed and start knitting or something like that. Let me just just, tell you, you the the amount of money and time that we put into this, it ain't a fucking hobby. Okay. It's like a, it's like a part-time job. Here's the problem though. There was a time period and unless you've been listening to since the very beginning, which I know most people haven't based on the numbers back then. (laughs) There was a solid year where we were super inconsistent because of personal life. It was a complete, it wasn't, a mess is not the right word. It was just, there was a lot going on. And so there was a time period where you might have done three shows in a year. I mean, it was really, really low. Yeah, that's true. Daryl and I both kind of agree that we don't even count that because the consistency has been probably four or five years. And we've in, we've changed the show so much as far as frequency and time and how long it is. We've added the little carnival. So it well, takes... we started doing two shows because we only used to do one. Right. And so there's been a lot of adjustments it, for the better. And so and it's definitely improved. Our numbers are amazing considering that we're nobody. They're True. really, really good. We're super close to sponsorship level, which is amazing. You know, people who actually want us to talk about their product, we're this close. We're so close. We've had agencies reach out to us before, but we just need to a little more, a few more listeners. A few right. more. And then we'll be there. And it's amazing because we were that close before, and then everybody readjusted what a listen is, a I download. Oh, that sucked. Yeah, we were really close. We had agencies reaching out to us back then. That was a few years ago. But when they readjusted what a listen or a download is, they changed the definition of it. And we had to start all over again. 
And now we're right back up right. to that again, which to me, I never thought we would. So, I mean, we're doing great considering that we aren't on a reality show. We weren't on the radio before and we don't have a movie or anything. We're not right. stand-up comedians. We're nothing. And so, you know, I'm really proud of what we do personally. And I think you are too. You're just trying to say. Well, I'm just... I've become a little bit more laid back about it, I guess, is, you know, yes. initially I was pretty uptight about it and like all yeah. into it. But like you explained it to me so many years ago that it's a mm. slow burn. It is. And so. And we're doing know, it because we love looking every day wasn't going to change anything. So. Yes, that's true. I do get concerned, though, and not as much now, but you burn through stuff really fast. For example, you used to be obsessed with the Kardashians and now you can't stand the sight of them. I was? Oh, my God, Paula. You were obsessed. We used to talk about it. In fact, our listeners were like, please stop talking about the Kardashians. Oh, that's right. I remember we that. We hate the Kardashians. We're like, really? We love them. And so we stopped talking it. We stopped talking about it. And then and you're just like, no, I hate it now. I hate everything. And we're like, well, oh, okay. I, I got oversaturated with them. Oh, my Lord. Literally. OK, really quick. I went to the dentist yesterday. Now, I go to the dentist every three to four months because yes. I have genetic gum disease and I freaking hate it. But it is what it is. I, I have all my teeth. So that's why I do it, because I don't want to mm -hmm. get a bridge. But, you know, ultimately I may, but who knows? But right now everything's good. Mm -hmm. So I have to go. The problem is I have super duper sensitive teeth. And so mm -hmm. I have to have Novocaine completely. My whole mouth right. has to be numb, which is new. The last time I, I literally felt like I was being tortured. And so she said... Let's do Novocaine next time. And I or I suggested and she said, yes, absolutely. So this time I came in. But what's really cool of going every three to four months when you have gum disease is that the cleanings get easier because oh, okay. all the buildup is, is gone because you go in all the time. So I went in, still got the full numb. Paula, my lower jaw does not numb at all with Novocaine anymore. And I don't know oh. if that's an age thing or if it's just, you know, I was in my mind, I was blaming the hygienist for not doing it right. But well, I thought I, Dr. React usually comes over and does it. No, the hygienist can do it. And so she and she did it. And so she did the top and it totally numbed perfectly. She flew through the cleaning and then we did the lower part. And I was like, I can feel everything you're doing. And she's like, I can't believe this. I got six shots yesterday. Didn't they just do the big one like they usually do? The nerve block is something you actually have to have a dentist do. And so, and he wasn't there. And oh. so I didn't Not think I'd need option. it. And I didn't think I would need it. That's because that's kind of excessive for this, mm -hmm. but it's a deep cleaning. And so it, and she's focusing on very specific areas. And so after a while I started jerking around because I couldn't take the pain anymore. I said, what are we going to do? She's like, we're going to do it manually. And so she started using the scraping tool instead. And I mean, it takes longer, but she got it done. And it well, doesn't some hurt. people do it without Novocaine, you know, a lot of people do it without Novocaine. I don't know how they do it. But then she told me she so she's going through. She goes, you have very short roots. And I said, what? What does that even mean? What's, yeah, really? Like you say that like I'm supposed to know what that means. <laughs> it's like weak trees. Yeah. <laughs> like you have short roots. Um, you have said, black roots. Go get a hair stylist. <laughs> actually, I love my hygienist. She's awesome. Um, I actually encouraged her to get her mammogram, which was nice. So we had that <laughs> going for us. But um, we bonded, totally bond. So she's like, yeah, you have, she goes, that's a genetic thing. There's nothing you can do about that. And I said, well, what does it mean? Does it mean my teeth are going to fall out? She goes, no, it's just that they're short, which means they don't, they're not deeply rooted into your jaw. 
So, like, if I was to get punched in the mouth, they'd probably fall out. They'd probably oh. punch them out. And I'm like, well, that's nice. To, that's a good thing to know. I guess that would discourage us from fighting. Would it discourage me from getting punched in the mouth? For oh, God's sake. Anyway, so it it didn't last as long as I expected. We got through it quickly. But, you know. That's, that's what she said. <sighs> for real. So, <laughs> I mean... It's just so funny how these 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 visits are never not awkward. There's just nothing you can't avoid it when you're laying down and Paula I pee all the time because I'm nervous. So okay. it's like halfway through, I'm like, I'm sorry, can I use the restroom? She's like, yeah, sure. So I went to the bathroom and I came oh, back. Oh, I thought she meant in your pants. I'm like, so no. do I. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, although, when I don't know if I told you this, Daryl and I went out for um, dinner the other night and he has his new giant truck and it doesn't have running boards yet. So you have to pull yourself up into the truck. Uh-oh. And I had had a bunch of water and I'm like, well, I'll just pee when I get home because I hate, you know. <laughs> so I pull myself up and I was like, oh my god and he goes what i go i think i wet my pants (laughs) he's like what (laughs) i said i think i peed my pants i was so embarrassed i had to pee so bad yeah i did that the other night i woke up in the middle of the night and i'm like oh i've got to go pee really bad and then i was just laying there thinking like you know it just takes you a minute to like decide do you really want to get up but i knew i was gonna have to get up but i just i don't know why i was putting it off and so i hate it all of a sudden I started leaking urine. I'm like, well, I guess I better get up. And oh, so, you have like no, no kegel at all? Nothing, Jamie. There's nothing there. You know me. I, I'm I'm tore up. And yes. so I, uh, the next morning I told Olivia that I'm like, yeah, I must wet my pants last night. And because we're totally roommates now. And um, she's like, oh, she's like, I was wondering why your underwear were on the floor of the bathroom. <laughs> so God. <laughs> like well that's why i'm like yeah anyway so it's just it's so we're just laying there and you know she'll she'll say something like she was talking about how her bathroom's getting redone and and blah 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 and and i said something i go i oh i was laying there going i don't know what's worse this or a mammogram she goes oh my god i hate mammograms and so we started talking about it and she was afraid to go back because she had the same thing happen to her that happened to me where they think they see something so you have to go back for a second review mm-hmm. and you do the whole thing and it just be it's just a fluid filled cyst basically and so i was telling her i'm like oh yeah the same thing happened to me she goes did you start crying after they told you you were safe that you were good and i said i did i wept and i go and the lady was so like overwhelmed with my face she's like oh my god and she grabbed me and hugged me because i was clearly very upset and relieved and so she goes that happened to me too she goes i think everyone cries after that and i said i think you're right I think there's a lot of tears that are shed in that office, no doubt. And I said, go get your mammogram, woman. Come on, don't do that. I don't, I can't get a new hygienist. It's taken me a year to trust you. She's like, you're right. Okay, fine. Yeah, really? Yes, I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that. So, so I I, I may have saved someone from avoiding the ma'am. You've got to get one too, young lady. Yeah, I know. Well, I just turned 40. I mean, my God. (laughs) Well, I know, but I probably should get my hooch checked out first before anything else. That is true. The snatch comes first. Yeah. Yes. I've got to I've just got to figure all that out. You will. Okay. really quick. (laughs) I am with you on this. The subject that we're going to talk about the hobby horsing. Okay, not what you think, people. (laughs) It is not sexual at all. In fact, I heard about this when the there was a documentary that came out on it called Hobby Horse Revolution. Oh, you, really? I didn't know that. You can find it on Amazon. 
Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can stream it. It's a, an hour and 30 minutes of your life. I refuse to watch it. Um, but I do have thoughts on this. Um, I assume you have some thoughts on this. I do. Okay, so I happened to come across an article on people.com. And they had an article about how in Finland, yes, girls basically who don't fit into uh, typical activities like, you know, sports or dancing or, you know, whatever, cheerleading, whatever it might be. Right. They have basically created this community where they get, you know, the stick horses and they have taken it to like the next level. They have competitions where they run around, they do jumps, you know, it's very physical. They have veterinarians that talk about like bloodlines and how to take care of your horse and, you know, what breed it is, all of that kind of stuff. You know, um, they have group activities, you know, it's, it's huge. It is literally a huge thing going on. And it's, it started from what I gather in Finland And so these girls, they all know each other. And I'm talking like hundreds, hundreds of girls. There are 10,000 people. There are 10,000 girls in Finland who participate in hobby horsing. I was shocked. I had never heard of it before in my life. And it's, from what I gather, it's not a super old, like, activity. Maybe in the, like, the last five years or so, maybe. Um... I, well, here's the thing. Everybody knows what a hobby horse is. Every sure. little, every little girl ends up with one in their room at some point or another in their life. I'm, in fact, Kenzie had one. It was, uh, the stick was white and it was this big, beautiful stuffed he- horse head that was like purple with, you know, opal and the little reins and stuff. And they're cute. And I think those things have been around for, I mean, I would think forever a thousand years oh yeah but yeah this thing this this new hobby i congregating of and and creating of an activity of it basically yeah i don't know how long it's been going on but i mean i think you're right about five or six years is my guess maybe longer but before it became a thing where you go and compete they compete yeah yeah competitive hobby horsing says originates in finland and has more than ten thousand active participants Competitions have been seen repeatedly on mainstream media, earning coverage from networks and programs on ESPN and ABC and in publications like the Wall Street Journal. And now I I saw that they are having hobby horse competitions at actual horse riding competitions. And mm-hmm. there's a big one going on in July and again in September in the United States. Where? It's in the West or the East where, where English writing and stuff is a little more popular. Okay. But they have, it's like a side event that, and a lot of, I saw a lot of the pictures of the girls participating and boys too. Um, mm-hmm. They're clearly horse riders who are also participating in this. I mean, but they're damn serious. Like It is, it is not a joke. It's, no, it's, it is not a joke. It is legit. And um, it's more like an athletic competition, really. It kind of is, but it also, it's, I would call it educational, but I mean, you know, there's still not, you know, there's still a toy, dare I say. Yes, yes. I, I think what I loved the most about it is it's a niche for kids that don't necessarily fit in um, in other activities. They, like, yeah. they find an acceptance in something that they all can participate in. I am so glad you said that. I was, I thought for sure you were going to talk shit about it. 
No, not at all. I thought it was amazing. That is so shocking. I don't know why I thought you would be like shitting on it going, this is so lame. No, not at all. I was reading about it. I I never thought it was lame either. I thought it was weird at first. But then when I started reading about this is a group of kids who they don't feel like they fit in anywhere. And a lot of these kids, they love horses, but they can't afford. I mean, because really horse riding and horse competition. It's it's incredibly. It's a rich man's game. It's like yachts. It's like sailing. You have to have money to do that. Um, Right. But they said this is a great alternative for those who love horses, who want to be in that world, but can't afford it. Like, I saw a kid, I saw a picture of a kid, and this was last year in the United States. He had a noodle, and he, his parents had broken part of the noodle in half, or not broken it, but bent a little bit of the noodle in half, creating what looked like a little horse head. And then they tied a rope around it with little ears, and that was his horse, and he competed. Aww. And it was so cute. He was like eight. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking is, is you know, this group of people or this group of kids, I would I would gather they're probably between like eight and maybe 14. I think it goes up to 13, but they also put okay. them based on height. So it's fair. Yeah. 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 I was just completely fascinated by this because I had never heard of it. And yeah, well, I I was reading the reviews about this, this documentary, the hobby horse revolution. And some people were like, I'm having, they're like, is this a mockumentary? Is this even real? I'm rolling my eyes, blah, blah, blah. It's like, who's making fun of us for watching this, the director or the people participating. But here's the way I look at it as well. This is one of the reasons why online gaming is so popular. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are reclusive, super duper painfully shy, have a hard time making friends, and the comfort of online gaming where you're actually working towards a goal with other people is something that doesn't require, nobody gives a shit what you're wearing or what you look like, and you just, you're just you participating through this commonality. And that's kind of the way I look at this, is that these are kids who are struggling or maybe not. Maybe they just really are obsessed with horses and they can't afford to do it. And this is their way of getting with other like-minded kids. I think it's great. Yeah. I really do. I, I think it's the same. It's a, kind of the same version of people who are really into D&D or any of those niche totally. hobbies that nobody really gets unless you're a part of it. And I, I'm actually sometimes really jealous because uh, of those people who find that commonality. Because I have my sister's. But yeah. I've never found a community where I where we all had one common goal because I really tire of an obsession. I I tire of things like that. Like when I went to Comic-Con, I didn't fit in there. Yeah. And I wish I had. <laughs> I really wanted to. But I just don't have that level of interest that those people that those people that went did. And I'm I'm very envious of that sometimes. Well, I think, you know. You were fortunate enough to have your cheerleading in high school. And so there was acceptance with that. Yeah. But I mean, none of I, I have obviously was discouraged from doing anything in school. So, (laughs) you know, I would have been allowed to do this. (laughs) I was never allowed to do anything. You know, none of us were able to experience college. And so we never got to join any kind of clubs or fraternities or, you know, or not fraternities, sororities or anything of that nature. And then, you know, because none of us played sports or anything like that, you know, we didn't get to do golfing or tennis or, you know, carry on any kind of softball or, you know, like any kind of parks and rec league thing, you know, to stay active, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people do after 
after work, you know, they do those things. When I joined that bowling league, when I worked for my one company, that was seriously like the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. Like it was so freaking fun. What's great about being an adult is you get to do that. You you can find those things now, you know, no no one's stopping you. I mean, you know, right. Anyone can. I'm an adult and I do online gaming and I absolutely love it. So Absolutely now that, you know, you have kids, I mean, you you put your kids in sports, assuming they like it, but I mean, you know, and you meet parents, but it's, it's just not the same. You know, I mean, you can't live vicariously through your kids. I think that's and, why um, adult softball leagues, adult baseball leagues, soccer league, I mean, master swimming. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that adults can do so you can make up for the lack of ability when you're a kid. And I kind of look at it like that for these little hobby horse people is... Mm-hmm. They are finding something. And, you know, my guess is you grow out of this, but it probably helps develop some kind of confidence that they carry on through when they go to school or as they get older. I think it's really I love it. At first, I was like, this is dumb. Why would you let? But and that was a couple of years ago when I was reading about it. But then I started reading it going, wait, why? why, Who am I to say it's dumb? These kids are Mm -hmm. clearly uh, just they are all in on this. Right. And I don't see any parents meddling. I, I no. see parents letting them do this, like full on just standing back and going, yeah, I just had to buy the horse. Well, they're probably happy that they found something that they like. Exactly. And they're blossoming. All right. Let's go ahead and do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. The dental edition. <laughs> I thought these were so funny, so I wanted to share them with you. Here's the first one. <laughs> the dentist was saying suction to his assistant, and I heard suck, so I sucked on the finger that was in my mouth. <laughs> he handled it well. That was probably 20 years ago, and I still want to die when I think about it. <laughs> like, oh, my yeah. God. I can see that being a, a struggle. I remember Me one sure. time I was I was in there getting a cavity filled. I was getting my root canal done or something. This was a couple years ago. And it was like a really early appointment. It was like 7 a.m. And I had had a muscle relaxer, so I didn't really care if it was at 7 a.m. because I was so tired. So right. I was laying there, and he's working on my mouth. And all of a sudden, I hear this. And he's like, oh, sorry. I guess the banana wasn't enough breakfast for me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was like his ear was, I mean, my ear was right, like li- literally in his stomach area because he was leaning in doing something. That's funny. So funny. I love my dentist, actually. He's so great. Okay, here's the other one. (laughs) This one's really funny. When I was 15, my dad took me to the dentist. The dental hygienist came out and asked me if I had any changes in my health or medications since I had last been there. I looked her straight in the eyes and said, yes, I now have chlamydia. (laughs) I saw a look of horror on her face and she said, honey, you don't you don't need to disclose that. And my dad is crying with laughter at this point and said, I don't know what she has, but it's not that. We figured out a few minutes later I had confused the acne medication clindamycin with chlamydia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How old was she? I wonder. It's at 15. I told you. Oh, my God. I would die. That is so freaking funny. Well, actually, if one of my daughters said she had chlamydia, I'd be like, excuse me? I'd be like, we are leaving right now. How do you know you have chlamydia? We have bigger fish to fry. (laughs) Forget the dentist. 
Really, we, yeah. we need to work on uh, the southern region right now, apparently. <laughs> we got to talk about that snatch before we talk about your yeah. hatch. And who are you dating? <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I thought that was really, those two were actually quite hysterical. That but, is um, funny. I was trying to think, what did we go off topic of? We were talking, I don't even know how we got on parenting, but. I don't know how we got on half the shit we talked about today. <laughs> I don't either. I have no clue. So like weird. Schizophrenic today. Always. All right. We have to say goodbye. <laughs> Everybody have a good rest of your week. We'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> bye. 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 Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.